Hello everyone, this is the Thin Blue Line Outdoors Podcast, episode 20. I'm your host, Cody Johnson. Sorry about the background noise a little bit. Um, it is what it is, can't really control that. But uh, we are, I'm with in the truck with Kyle Orig. We're heading out for our Colorado, Colorado elk trip over the counter. And we are super excited. Right now we are in Nebraska. Of all places and we are not even halfway there yet um unfortunately for austin because he thought we were over halfway but we're not there yet um but yeah so anyway we have all we're all packed up ready to go uh kyle i'm gonna let you kind of talk here for a second and kind of go over some of the gear that you've changed or brought since uh the last time we talked and go yeah. from there so uh last time i was on uh I uh, changed a few things. Uh, one thing I had to change was uh, my sleeping bag. The one I had at the time was... Uh, oh, I got to pause. Alrighty, we're back. Sorry about that. We had our partners in crime behind us. Jared and Austin, the Tanya cover was coming off, so they had to get out and fix that but anyway back to kyle on the gear that he has changed up and some of the fiascos that uh he's had the weeks right before this trip yeah yeah so uh so first sleeping bag i got i got it and i think i i don't know if i just got the small version by accident but um i couldn't zip it up once i got in it which you know is kind of a problem <laughs> so sent it back exchanged it and i'm like all right just give me Give me, I just looked and I'm like, give me just this big one. It says XL. That sounds better. So got it in the mail and uh, fit in it just fine. Plenty of room to sleep. But the problem was it didn't fit in my pack and it was very big and clunky rolled up and it just wasn't going to work. So I ended up going with another pack and it fits good and uh, I got it all stuffed in the sleeping bag instead of rolled up, which was a thing Austin gate shed some light on which helped a lot so we just take it and just stuff it right in the bag instead of rolling it up which worked perfectly so that got changed uh i got a new pack the other pack i had was a little bit big and wasn't adjustable and uh so i got a, a stone glacier pack that's adjustable fits a lot better it's a lot easier to hike with so i got that now as far as the fiascos that cody mentioned um so i got a new bow I had a, like a hand-me-down bow before that I never really shot, but I got a, so I got my own bow this year, and I've just had a little kink, kinks and problems with it ever since I got it. Just little things, uh, so problems with, remember on the last podcast, talked about with problems with my arrow fletchings falling off, which wasn't the actual bow, so got that all fixed, but now the bow was having a little bit of problems. Uh, one day I went to pull back, and it just uh, wouldn't pull back, and then I noticed that one of my uh, bolts that set my draw length had fallen out. So I had to, f luckily I found it, it was in the grass, but I found it was right in front of me. So I got that fixed, got those tightens, double checked them all, got them all tight. Was sitting pretty good with that. Then started dialing in on my distances, 20, 30, 40, 50 yards. Getting pretty good at it. And then I was getting closer to when we were gonna leave. So I wanted to put my broadheads on there and just shoot those just to get dialed in with those, check them, make sure if they flew different or whatnot. 
So I got them on and they were shooting pretty good, but they just seemed like they were shooting a little bit to the right. So I was like, all right, it might just be the broad, you know, I've, I don't know anything about it. So I just thought, oh, it might just be the broadhead. So I'll just adjust my sight a little. So after about two, two and a half hours of doing that, uh, I just couldn't figure out why I just kept shooting right. And then at the last shot, uh, my bow rest actually broke and then fell off completely. So little did I know, the whole time I was shooting, it just kept sliding more to the left every shot. So it made it really hard to dial in. So after that, like, it fell off, I like slid it back on there and I'm like, all right. So I slid it back on there where it's supposed to go, threw my arrow back on there with the broadhead, sitting at 30 yards. I shot, shot about two feet high and two feet to the right, completely missed the target and was like, well, and then the rest fell back off. So I'm like, well, it's broke, broke. So that was, uh, that was Saturday. So today's Tuesday. So I'm like, oh crap, I gotta get this fixed. So drove to the bow shop, got a new rest for it, got it dialed in, got it sighted in. So after all that madness, shooting pretty decent now, feel confident and uh, ready to go aim at some elk. So yeah, so I'm a little worried. Everybody involved in this trip has had some kind of bow fiasco but me. So, I'm not gonna lie, what is this guy doing? Oh, okay, just working. Just working on the roads, great roads of Nebraska. Um, but anyway, yeah. So everybody's had a bow fiasco, except me, and that worries me, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I've been looking at my bow, keeping track of it, making sure nothing goes wrong, and so far so good, but again, has me worried a little bit. One thing I didn't talk about on the one of my last podcasts that I did about the gear. I told you what bow I was shooting, which is a Carbon Defiant uh, with turbo cams. I uh, love that bow. I've shot it. Uh, I've had it for close to five years now, I think. Maybe four. But I uh, like it. Um, good bow. Uh, hasn't done me wrong yet. But the broadheads I'm shooting. I am bringing an assortment of three broadheads on this trip, but I only really plan on using one um the iron wheel wide cuts um they are a, a fixed blade broadhead with bleeder blades attached uh so two big wide inch blades with bleeder blade bleeder blades um i've killed a deer with it uh i like how they perform um my bow shot good with them last year so i'm hoping they shoot uh, they seem to be shooting good now i also though do have the iron wheel solids um so for 100 grain i may i may try to shoot a couple of these at the high altitude um i brought a little uh broadhead target in the back of the truck so we can shoot when we're at camp so i may try to shoot some of those in there just to make sure they're they're flying good too and you know maybe make a if they're flying better than the the wide cut, maybe I'll make a game time decision to switch. But right now I feel pretty confident with the wide cut. And then I'm bringing just one, one Rage Tripan. Um, and the reason I'm bringing that is if I see a black bear that I'm going to shoot, I personally rather shoot it. I'd rather shoot it with an expandable than a fixed blade because expandable has a wide a wider cutting diameter and 
I want the most blood possible when it comes to a bear because the bear's fur has a good chance of soaking up that floor uh, that fur that fur has a good chance of soaking up that blood and if that happens you may have a hard time tracking that bear so that's why I brought the tripan I also have uh, It'd be uh, a whole bunch of small game heads. I think I have either two or three arrows that are attached to my backpack that have small game heads. Because where we're going to be at, there's grouse. And if we get a chance to shoot a grouse, that's our plan. Um, you know, get a little dinner for the day. And that would be awesome. Uh, one thing that Kyle and I can talk, kind of talk about more is him and I were kind of charged of uh, navigation and kind of e-scouting. And I already kind of talked about this a little bit on uh, the last podcast that you guys would have listened to, but I kind of wanted to give, have him give his perspective on it. And I will say this, Kyle and I compared our maps and we marked, our marks are almost identical. I think I added a few here and there, he added a few here and there, but they were pretty dang close. But so Kyle, if you want to talk about that, and then after that we'll probably talk, have you talk about uh, that Elka not elk university the elk class you were talking the podcast we listened to and the uh elk calling sequences and stuff you have so all right go ahead kyle yeah uh so yeah the onyx is the app we're using and we like cody said got a lot of the same waypoints we looked a lot of uh tried to find a lot of benches a lot of north facing slopes with some water in the area and some south uh south grazing areas which we found pretty well i'd say uh also mark some good wallow possible wallows we think we're gonna go check out so uh get our get our bearings and the lay of the land once we get there and check everything out and kind of confirm or not confirm what we got marked on the map there and hopefully run into some elk and glass them up or call some and hear them and then uh yeah, so, uh, you know, being, trying to get ready for this uh, hunt, I've just been, you know, diving into as much research and elk content as I can, and a lot of what I do is I'll listen to podcasts at work when I'm, when I'm at work when I'm able to, so one of the new ones I kind of listened to was uh, the, the Backcountry by the uh, Elk XO people, and uh, they had a guest on remember his name uh, I'll get back with you on his name but uh, pretty much he's like really good well-known elk caller and uh, and uh, he just went into a lot of different like calling strategies and just different vocalizations besides just the basic bugle chuckle and cow muse that I feel like everybody knows Everyone might not know how to do them, but that's just like the basic three, I think, that everybody kind of knows and practices. But uh, he gets in a lot more depth, just, just other noises and basic sounds they make, and talks a lot about how their their emotions come through a lot and the noises that they're making. Just like if a dog would whine if he wants to be like let inside, or he needs to go out, or if he's whining or making a different noise because he's hungry. That elk do the same thing. Paul Metal was his name. I think is how you say his last name, Paul Middle. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, so yeah, so I, uh, listened to a lot of that and just really, really dove into it and looked up. I think he's called, goes by the Elk Nut, and he has his own app, 
which is pretty cool. I'd check it out. Uh, but he basically explains the different calls and like why they use them, like what they're trying to accomplish with them, and when when to use them yourself. Like in what situations would you use certain types of calls from like different types of bugles to advertising bugles to like if you were a bull, just letting other bulls know you're in their area. Say I'm a new bull and I'm in this area. You're gonna try and get other bulls to come check you out because they're gonna be like, whoa. I don't know who that is. So I'm going to go see who that is. So that's an example of one. Another one is like you get roundup bugles. So like you got uh, bulls trying to round up the herd. Um, you got different cow mews where you got, besides the basic mews, they get these whines where they're like, they're almost like telling the bull elk to come to them. You know, so the bull elk are calling and chuckling, trying to get the cows to come to them. But these these cows are just mew whining, saying, you know, telling that bull, oh no, I'm over here, you you come here. So it's a good strategy to try and get bulls to come in. And just a bunch of different ones like that. I could sit here and just name off. There's like, you know, 20 or more different ones. But it's real cool to check it out. And uh, the other thing it gets into is like the way to use these in like a strategy. So one is like a it's like a slow play so if your elk aren't very active maybe bugling once or twice in the morning and then they stop so you kind of get a bearing on their location so you're like all right i'm gonna head that direction and we're gonna try to get close to these elk try to get close to these bulls so you do that and then you do a sequence of different different cow calls and mews and bull calls with mixed with raking and clunking and uh uh, heavy breathings and stuff like that and you're just basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to simulate that you're a bull and there's a cow with you all right and maybe that other bull doesn't care at the moment but now he's hearing that that cow start whining for the another bull's attention so maybe his ears perk up a little bit and he starts hearing that other bull with the cow maybe and he starts raking he's trying to impress that cow well, the other bull's not too happy about that. You know, it's he he doesn't want other bulls taking his cows in his area. So he starts getting a little fired up. And maybe he starts bugling a little bit louder. He starts challenging bugle. So he's getting a little, little more raspy, getting a little angry with his bugle. So you come back and you start whining more with that cow. And that cow is just begging, begging that bull to come. Come over here and get her. And... So he starts challenging more, and what you do is you, you just challenge right back. You be that bull that's with that cow, and you just let that bull know that you're after, that this is your cow, and if he wants to come fight you for him, then might as well come over and fight, because you're just gonna keep, you're just keep hyping him up, keep challenging him, getting him angry, and getting him to come in. So that's, that's the main strategy that I took that I, I'm gonna try to apply if they're not not you know if the rut quite hadn't started yet being of mid to early September so yeah so Kyle's kind of became our uh, official caller of the group so I'm not gonna lie I felt like I had a lot of pressure on me um, when we planned this hunt because I was the only one who knew how to elk call um, but Kyle took elk calling very seriously and has ran off with it and I would definitely say he's a better elk caller than me now um, at least he sounds better to my human ears. So Kyle has kind of taken that uh, 
task upon himself whether he knew it, knew it or not <laughs> but uh that's that's kind of the plan um so when we get out there the main focus is going to be split into two main groups the kind of what our plan is let the listeners know here is like i said we're in nebraska right now we're going to get to colorado around midnight uh we're going to be calling for hotels here soon hopefully we can find a hotel and uh, we'll stay in a hotel, we'll wake up early in the morning. When I say early, probably like six or seven, nothing too crazy. But uh, wake up in the morning, go have breakfast, uh, go to Walmart. That's where we get our elk tags at. Eat those. <laughs> and uh, we'll get, uh, or we're gonna get an either sex tag, all of us are, which is right below, I believe 700 bucks if I remember right. It's like 680, 690, something like that. Um, and then we'll both, and all of us, I think, are getting bear tags as well, which I believe is $101. So, uh, and you got to just be careful on what units that you're going to hunt, whether or not you can kill bear in. Um, the main unit that we plan on going to that I'm not going to mention here, um, just in case we find a sweet spot, but uh, we can kill bear in. So, it's going to be good. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll drive to Steamboat tonight, get a hotel. And hopefully, uh, after tomorrow morning, hopefully we'll be on the trailhead before noon, hopefully. And hiking into camp and be hunting that afternoon. And of course, we're going to hunt our way in and uh, try to go that route. But I know we're super excited. Uh, this is the first time for Kyle and Austin driving through Nebraska. I don't think uh, Kyle's too impressed yet with it. So Looks like home. <laughs> very flat, a lot of cord. Uh, but we got plenty of uh, food and drink to get us by. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Kyle. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this? Actually, yeah. Any? Uh, okay, here's a question for you. When it comes to first day, first afternoon, yeah, are you going to be picky or are you going to shoot whatever you want? We'll say that again. There was a semi right beside. I didn't hear him. My hair is not so good. <laughs> Well, that makes two of us. Right? What I was saying was, are you going to uh, try to hold out for a big bull, or are you going to shoot the first legal animal that comes by? Um, I don't know. I, I would like to shoot a bull, but I definitely want to go home with meat. So, thinking that, I think in the moment, I'm shooting at whatever. It's legal. I'm shooting at it. I don't see, I don't really see myself not doing that. So. So my plan, I can tell you right now, is first legal elk that walks by me is getting whacked. Um, I am not picky. Uh, that's pers my preference there, personally. Um, now, don't be wrong, if we're later in the hunt, and say we already got like two elk down or something like that, and say they're cows or whatever they are, it doesn't even matter if they're bulls. Okay, we know the way we're doing it is we're splitting the meat. If you know we kill one elk, it gets split four ways. We kill two elk, split four ways, so forth and so on. Um, so yeah, if they if we get a uh, so if we know we're bringing home some meat anyway, and I'm still and I still have a tag to fill, then I'll be picky and uh, I will uh, try to kill a bull, and we'll we'll make sure we don't waste any days out there and use every day we can to try to get a bull down um now when it comes to black bear uh the way so at least the way kyle and i are going to do it um we don't know how we're exactly going to do it when we walk we're walking four people in but the way kyle and i are going to do it when we're in two-man groups is we're each going to take a day 
So let's say I'm up first. That is my day. I am the pre- I am the designated shooter um, every day. Or I'm sorry, every every <laughs> every day would be fine. <laughs> it's not fine with me. <laughs> but uh, I am the designated shooter for that day. So every attempt, calling attempt, spot and stock, whatever, I'm up. Um, and then the next day will be Kyle's. Now. I don't know what Jared and Austin are going to do when they're in their two-man groups. And obviously, this is our plan now, but it may get thrown in, a, you know, get thrown all over the place if somebody kills one because then, okay, now we got three, so forth and so on, you know. Um, so that could get changed. Uh, I will say this. Already, Kyle and I already talked about this. If we do see a black bear and we have time to actually stop and think about it, um, you know, if something happens spur of the moment and a black bear is in front of me, I'm going to shoot it. But, uh... But if we have time to make a game plan, spot, stock, all that stuff, anything like that, one of the I'm letting one of the other three go because I have already harvested two black bears. Um, so it might kill me, you know, if a color phase bear comes out and oh, okay, go ahead, one of you guys go. But I'll still let them have the opportunity. Uh, I had my chance at a color phase last year and I blew it. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this year one of the other two or other three can redeem me here. Well, that's kind of our strategy and game plan going in. Uh, Kyle and I took a little, kind of the same approach when it comes to food. Um, we're both over 3,000 calories a day. Uh, he brought two like peak refill meals a day. Um, other than the first day, the other the first day we're we're only going to be there in the afternoon, so I think we all planned accordingly. At least Kyle and I did. Um, but like I only brought one dehydrated meal a day. Um, because then I got like oatmeal and some other stuff to eat uh, throughout there and I still got around 3,000 calories. So uh, I just don't, personally, I didn't want too many dehydrated meals. Um, they're even, they taste good, but man, they'll, they'll block me up and then they will, uh, and then they'll unleash, unleash on me. So anyway, I'm gonna let Kyle talk here. Well, uh, yeah, I got two a day, but uh, like my first meal, like they're two a day, but the first one's like breakfast granola. So it's not like a full meal. Oh, so that's like every day, every, like I got, like I got literally a breakfast granola for every day, uh, almost every day. It's like one day it's a uh, breakfast with eggs, and then one day is a breakfast with biscuits and gravy. But every other thing is just granola. So it's not a ton of calories, and it's not. And I don't even. Yeah, and I don't even think you need to add hot water to that or not. Maybe if you want like hot that's cereal, I think you just add water to it's it. It's up to you. Yeah. It's so. Up to you. So. So yeah, I know I got one of those granola you know, things. I was actually thinking about eating it for supper one night because uh, I only got a couple breakfast things. I didn't get one every day, um, but yeah. And then kind of our plan, kind of like I said in the last podcast, we're gonna hunt wallows, hunt benches. We don't really didn't find any saddles really, but we found some benches. Uh, and that's kind of our plan. I know we're super excited uh, for this. You know, we're almost there. Finally, we're almost I think halfway through Nebraska now, or at least getting closer to halfway through Nebraska. It's a long state. But uh yeah, I know we're pumped. Uh, we're just I think all of us ready just to get there and be there and start hunting. So it's just gonna be fun and yeah, hopefully uh we have some good elk hunting stories coming to you guys here soon. I plan on filming at least a couple more podcasts throughout this event. There will be no video because we're not in the studio. There'll just be audio. So I still might throw the audio up on YouTube, but for sure it'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other pl- uh, podcast platforms. And uh, and I still have uh, podcasts just came out the day I well yesterday, the day after I recorded this, or the day before I recorded this, 
and a podcast will be coming out while I'm gone. Um, Mr. Nate Atkins is running my Facebook page while I'm gone. Um, you guys won't know this until this podcast comes out. So, Nate, if you listen to this, thanks you, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, uh, hopefully we got some we got some plans coming to you in the future, and hopefully we got some good elk hunting pictures coming to you in the future. So, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.